Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Friday, May fifth, twenty twenty three. I am Dave Biddle, very joined by Steve Hellwagon. Jay Book is out of town; he's on vacation. For those that are wondering, happy uh, Steve could join me. A lot to get into, my friend. Let's start with this. Um, so, if you look at the betting odds, I almost said the Vegas odds, but gambling's legal here in Ohio, as Alabama baseball fans know. Um, my gosh, that's a crazy story. But um, you look at the Betting odds, Ohio State is the favorite, slight favorite over Michigan to win the Big Ten this year. Um, I was looking at, at the Athletic this morning. Stuart Mandel has his predictions out. Um, he has Michigan as the favorite. Not an outlandish prediction. They've beaten Ohio State two straight years. The game is in Ann Arbor this year. Michigan is returning a lot of starters. Who do you think should be the favorite in the Big Ten this year, Steve? I think Ohio State. I think they've got more talent, you know, but it's it's close. Uh, I have a hard time trying to find a weakness on this team other than the obvious. The offensive line is not quite up to stuff just yet. I think the defense is going to be much improved. And so you kind of factor all that in. I think a new quarterback obviously impacts things a little bit. Uh, But by the time they play the games that are going to really matter, which is Penn State and Michigan, uh, the quarterback will have had six or seven games uh, under their belt. So I'm not that worried about the quarterback position. I think you do have to be a bit concerned about the offensive line, although they did uh, make some movement to try and address that, uh, picking up Josh Simmons, the transfer from San Diego State, who could potentially come in and even start at offensive tackle for Ohio State this year. So guess we'll have to see how that all plays out uh, when they get into preseason camp. But uh, to me, as of today, you could flip a coin, I suppose, between the two. They're that closely matched. Uh, Does losing to Michigan two years in a row spur this Ohio State team on to play even better than it it possibly is capable of playing? I I don't know. I guess time will tell on that. But, uh, you know, they've had their nose rubbed in it now two years in a row. And, you know, you react to that or you don't. And I think that uh, it sets up pretty well for Ohio State, in my opinion. Uh, Again, as I said, you you look at these mock drafts, six first-round picks for Ohio State. Uh, You better win some football games with that kind of talent or people are going to start asking some questions. And you look at it and you can say, well, Ohio State lost three first-round picks. Michigan only lost one. 
Michigan had more total draftees than Ohio State did. But really, if you look at it, really Ohio State only had two that they lost from last year's team that were first-round picks. Because Jackson Smith and Jigba really didn't play last year. So really they lost some face around. Bottom line, Harris yeah. Johnson Jr. Huge losses. You lose uh, your quarterback, uh, a fantastic quarterback, and the number one offensive lineman in the draft in Paris Johnson Jr. Huge losses. But they hardly lost anything on defense. One guy on defense drafted for Ohio State, and that's Zach Harrison in the third round. And they've got plenty of talent at defensive end. Um, nothing against Zach. I don't think they're going to miss him, though, with Tuimolo out back and Sawyer back. And I really like the backup, Steve. I know you do as well with uh, Caden Curry and Kenyatta Jackson and those guys. So I agree with the Vegas odds uh, or the Ohio odds, whatever. Um, I agree with the betting odds. I, I'm I'm picking Ohio State, but it's close. As you mentioned, you can, you can say it's a coin flip, as you mentioned. I do think Ohio State losing two years in a row um, – maybe gives them a little bit of a mental edge that I think they're going to be locked in. Of course, I thought that last year, too. I thought coming off the loss in 2021, they'd be locked in in 2022, and they played tight as hell. And Michigan played loose, and then Michigan uh, got loose and won the game. So we'll see what happens, but I uh, wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, what's your take on the quarterback situation with Ohio State? I mean, I think we both agree it's going to be Kyle McCord. Um, do you think he's going to play very well as a first-year starter if it's him? Do you, are you concerned at all? Like, where, where are you at with Kyle McCord? Or do you think it could be Devin Brown? Well, uh, I talked about this, I think, the other day on one of our, our web shows. Uh, a question came up, could Devin Brown win this job? And I think most definitely he could. I don't think uh, the injury at the end of the spring football takes him out of the running for the job in the fall. I think he'll be back throwing if he's not back throwing already. So uh, I don't I don't discount him one bit. I think he could steal that job somehow. It'll be interesting to see, obviously, how that competition uh, plays out in preseason camp and what the coaches have to say about it. I think there'll be roles for both of them in the first three games, Indiana, Western Kentucky, Youngstown State. However, those I know Indiana's the first game. The other two, I don't have the schedule right in front of me, which one's which, and it doesn't really matter. But um, – I, I do believe that you're going to see both those guys play in each of those games, if if at all possible. Uh, I think McCord can flourish in this role. I think that once he settled down uh, in the spring game and, and had the opportunity to throw, I thought he did pretty well. Uh, people look at the spring game like it's the seventh game of the World Series or something, like it's some you know major – uh, determining factor in something. It it was just another day on the practice field is all it really was. And so I don't think it shows you how great he could play. I don't think it shows you uh, how bad he could be. I, I don't, I don't think we know. So I think he's going to be fine. The quarterback's product of the people around him. And I think that offensive line is the thing that really has to come together. And I think Justin Fry, uh, you know, Brian Hartline, everybody on that offensive side of the ball, they'll do everything they can to make it make that group successful. So uh, I I'm I'm bullish on Ohio State. I think they can be there, win the Big Ten, make the playoff, play for the national championship. I, I just want to see some of these lingering questions be answered. And uh, again, having an improved defense makes the margin for error so much bigger for the new quarterback he he doesn't have to play a perfect game for them to beat a great opponent in my opinion 
Right. Like CJ Stroud pretty much played a perfect game against a great defense in Georgia and they still lost. And they lost. Yeah. I mean, CJ went out like a beast though. He was even running the ball, which is like we were saying, like we don't need him to be Braxton Miller or even Justin Fields, but pick up some cheap first downs. He did that. And, and then some against Georgia. I don't know what took so long, but um, yeah, you, yeah, that's, you nailed it. They don't have this year. I mean, assuming the defense is going to be better, which I agree it will be perhaps markedly better. The quarterback doesn't have to be perfect. Like you said. Um, and I agree with you. I think whoever it is, is going to have a good year. I'm not concerned about it. I think, you know, until, until proven otherwise, Steve, I'm not going to be concerned about quarterbacks under Ryan day or wide receivers under Brian Hartline. So until yep. proven otherwise, I think if, whether it's Kyle McCord or Devin Brown, whoever wins that job, I think they're going to be more than fine. But I see a lot of Ohio state fans that are concerned about it. You get all like on our message board on buck nuts or even here on, you know, a live chat. I know there's some fans that are concerned about quarterback. I think they're going to be more than fine. I want to ask you about this. You mentioned um, right tackle. I'm assuming right tackle Josh Simmons um, transferring in from San Diego State. I want to get your thoughts on that. Do you expect he's going to be the starting right tackle? Um, what do you expect his role is going to be? I think there's a very good chance he could be the starting right tackle. I liked what I saw on his tape from San Diego State, kind of a nasty guy, kind of a guy that finishes plays, a guy that knocks people down, and, and, and there hasn't been enough of that nastiness, I think, at times uh, at Ohio State. And I think that physicality is something that uh, that you got to have if you want to run the football and if you want to uh, protect the quarterback. So uh, you just can't uh, – hand slap people and expect them to uh to not get there so to me uh i liked what i saw on the tape of josh simmons will his skill set will his athletic ability translate to the big 10 he's going to find out very quickly in preseason camp he's going against some of the better pass rushers around with jack sawyer jt tui maloal Kenyatta Jackson looked like he was fired out of a cannon at times during the spring. And so uh, 97, that's uh, that's a, a number in Ohio State lore. And uh, I think uh, he's going to gonna back that one up, I think, this year a, a little bit. So, um, yeah, I think uh, he's going to be given every chance. And how quickly can he pick things up? I mean, when you look at Zen Mahalski and Tegra they have the advantage of being in the offense. Same with Fryer. Uh, this guy's coming in. He's going to have to learn and compete at the same time, which can be difficult to do. But if he's always cracked up to be, then potentially he'll be the starter. So, um, again, uh, they're just bringing in another body to uh, to compete. If uh, everybody had done what they were supposed to do in the spring, this would not have happened. I think you have to th look at it that way, that uh, – you know, jobs are open for a reason, and uh, they go into the scholar, they go into the transfer portal for a reason, and it, it wasn't uh, just to, to to rescue some guy from playing Mountain West football for the rest of his life. It was because they need an offensive tackle. So, uh, you know, put two and two together, it's pretty clear that uh, he's going to be given every chance, and and the best guy's going to play. Whoever uh, is the best over the, the test of time is going to play, and I think that can only be a good thing. Competition can only be a good thing at this point. I want to ask you about center. Um, I feel like we're not talking about that enough. I believe in Carson Hensman. I wish Luke Whipler would have come back another year, though, because I think Carson Hensman is going to be a very good center in the future. He's going to have to be a very good center this year, though. 
presuming he beats out Vic Cutler, another transfer they brought in. They did a great job in the transfer portal. Josh Simmons, Vic Cutler, Davis and Igbenosin was a great get. Jihad Carter, Carter. Great, great get. I mean, they did a fantastic job in the portal. Kudos to them. Um, center, though. Luke Whipler leaves early th after three years, gets drafted in the sixth round by your Browns. Great value for the Browns, um, but Luke made a mistake. Anyway, getting past that, is center a concern with Carson Hinsman being a redshirt freshman, with Vic Cutler coming in from Louisiana Monroe and seemingly being behind Carson Hinsman? Vic Cutler looks kind of small to me, Steve. I don't know what you think. Um, is center a concern for you at all? Yeah, I'd say a little bit I because that position is so important. They have to snap the ball consistently on every play and also have to make calls for the line and get everybody on the same page. And, and in this offense, that can be a, a difficult job. But we've seen, uh, obviously, Whipler came in. Uh, I don't remember his exact chronology. If he went red, red shirt, then he played as a backup. Then he started. Redshirt started. We thought it was going to be Harry Miller, but then we didn't know what was going on. Now we know what yeah. happened with Harry Miller. So Whipler redshirted, then started in 2021 and in 2022. So it's the same thing as Hensman basically right. going from not playing to uh, to potentially being a starter. Jacob James right. is also, and he's a veteran guy, he's yep. also in this competition when he gets healthy for fall uh, camp. So you got three guys battling for the job. I don't have a doubt that – it's going to get taken care of. I think, uh, again, center is a, is a position provided they can snap the ball, uh, which is, you know, as we talk about it, uh, such an important part of the job. You, you need to trigger the play with a great snap to get the thing started. And uh, you, know, you can't have the quarterback looking for the football or diving for the ball or, you know, can't turn it over on a snap. I mean, that's, it does happen about twice a year, but uh, you don't want that, obviously. So um, that's that's the, the most important thing is to get the play started the right way and then execute your blocking. Don't let the pocket get collapsed up the middle right into the quarterback's lap because he wants to take his drop and then step up and step into his throw, and he can't do that if the center is getting collapsed into the pocket. So got to hold his ground. Hensman's a such a big kid. I think that that works to his favor. Uh, Cutler to me uh, could be a versatile piece. Could play, you know, probably any of the five positions if they needed him to. Uh, played tackle at Louisiana Monroe and held his own against some good opponents like Alabama. Uh, Matthew Jones to me is kind of intriguing because he was a center at one time as well. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder if at some point they arrive on the fact that maybe their best five is him at center and put somebody else, you know, at guard, whoever it could be, whether it's um, the fellow we were talking about earlier, uh, Simmons or Cutler or, you know, whoever. I, I don't know that we know all the permutations this thing could really have until they get into the fall, though we didn't see Matthew Jones rep much if at all at center this uh, spring. So, you know, to me, that would have made sense for Matthew Jones to come back for one more year to improve his stock and play center because then he could show the NFL, I could start at center, I could start at guard and help his marketability. I thought that would have made sense. But I also like the long-term planning of this, that Hinsman can now be a two- or three-year starter at center as well. So uh, 
I'm I'm good with whatever uh, Fry cooks up. And uh, the good news is that they've got talent. They've got about seven or eight guys who I think you can have faith in playing across the five man uh, unit. And they may you could see a guy at guard one week and at tackle the next, and, and that wouldn't bother me in the least. So uh, I'm I'm all for it. Again, competition makes everybody better, and at least they've got bodies who are capable competing for these jobs. Yeah, getting Simmons was huge. Question from Facebook from Wesley. Are we still healthy? No more injuries. Yeah, coming out of spring to answer the question, they are healthy. I mean, you know, they're they're going into camp. They're, you know, you never know what's going to happen over the summer, but um, assuming nothing happens over the summer, they are healthy, and this includes guys coming off of injuries. So guys like Evan Pryor, Travion Henderson's already been cleared for full, not contact, but, you know, for full um, everything they're doing with conditioning, he's been cleared for. So, yeah, I mean, they didn't have, you know, Mitchell Melton last year had the, you know, towards ACL in the spring game. There was nothing like that this year. So they they escaped healthy. Jihad, Jihad Carter had a little bit of a scare there during spring. We're hearing he's fine. So um, all good on the injury front so far, knock on wood. All right. We Mitchell, have a Melton, Mitchell Melton is an intriguing guy, number 17. Yeah. Uh, he repped with the defensive line, you know, during spring. I mean, he didn't do any 11-on-11, but uh, did position drills. And if he's a guy uh, potentially for the jack position, uh, whatever – uh, maybe he, he shakes some things up in that defensive end mix. I agree with you. Okay, we have a uh, somebody wanted me to make sure I asked you about Evan Mahaffey to the basketball team. Um, didn't do much at Penn State as a true freshman, but he's coming here as a depth piece. He's not coming in here. He's like the 13th guy, maybe the 12th guy on scholarship. Uh, maybe uh, Bowen Hardman's 13. I don't know, but he's not supposed to come in here and be a stud, but Steve, what do you think about Evan Mahaffey coming in here for the basketball team as a transfer? Yeah, you know what's interesting is he prepped at Moeller, and uh, he actually had a pretty good senior year at Moeller and was actually a Mr. Basketball finalist uh, at Cincinnati Moeller in the 2021-22 season, averaged like 17 points and uh, you know against great competition. And because Ohio State had Bruce Thornton and Roddy Gale uh, committed and, and Bryce Sensabaugh, I so early in the process, I don't think Ohio State was a major player for Mahaffey or Mahaffey, however we want to pronounce it. Uh, his dad, um, Jamie, I think is his name, played at Miami and was the coach at North College Hill when they had O.J. Mayo and Bill Walker about 15 years ago. And um, he's still a teacher now. He no longer coaches and he's around the game. So Evan was brought up in the game of basketball. Uh, he's going to play the two or the three position. He's a big guard at 6'6". And I just think that he is a guy that gives you – he's got three years of eligibility left too, which is kind of cool. Uh, he gives you more depth. If he's going to accept his role, uh, it could be a case where he's playing a support role this year and maybe moves into more of a role as a junior and a senior – uh, I don't have an issue with this if the coaching staff is comfortable with it and if he's comfortable with um, with accepting his role. Um, I had a friend who worked at Penn State, and he, he swears by the kid, says that he's got just tremendous potential and uh, could really be a frontline Big Ten player 
at some point. Whether we're going to see that this year or not, we don't know. I think his minutes were obviously uh, cut down because uh, they had a starting lineup, really good starting lineup. Penn State made the NCAA tournament for the first time in a decade and had a pretty good team and even won a game in the tournament, I believe, as I recall. And uh, then they brought Miles Dredd, was kind of the first guy that came off the bench, a veteran fifth-year guy. And so he was kind of the seventh, eighth guy on the Penn State team last year, probably more eighth, I guess, given, you know, he didn't do a whole lot. But uh, uh, Shrewsbury definitely wanted him at Notre Dame. And Penn State, the new coach there, definitely wanted him to stay at Penn State. So he was a man in demand and kind of torn three directions. And Ohio State, uh, with Tanner Holden leaving, had a spot open. It doesn't look like the, the Bronny James thing was on again, off again, on again, off again, finally. Uh, the way it was portrayed to me, I think this kid wants to be in L.A. His parents, I think, wanted him to be developed in a college atmosphere, probably at Ohio State. But the kid, and believe it or not, Rich Falk, the agent with Clutch Sports or whatever it is, uh, wanted him in L.A. for marketing opportunities. So... Uh, he'll be, you know, on the days the Lakers don't play, the zoo will be over at the uh, the Galen Center at USC, I presume, uh, tracking down Bronny. So, you know, maybe his path to playing time is going to be better at USC than it would be in a crowded backcourt at Ohio State. Again, he would have to accept a role. He's not going to take minutes away from Bruce Thornton. I um, mean, maybe he would take some away from Roddy Gale. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, that's kind of the long and short of that. Well, Rich Paul, I mean, Columbus is going to be the new, uh, you know, technology hub of the Midwest. You know, we got Intel coming here. Google's building a more plants and stuff. And there's plenty of marketing opportunities here in Columbus. Let's go. I know it's too late now. It's too late now. Oh, well, I wanted Brawny. Oh, well, great stuff from Steve Hellwagon. Really appreciate it, my friend. Uh, great stuff from Steve. Thank you to Steve. Thank you to all of you for tuning in to the show. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. It is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to The Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.